Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father. Amen. This morning we return again to the familiar account of the disciples traveling to Emmaus and the as yet unrecognized companion who joins them. Reading from Matthew chapter 24, beginning with verse 28. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road, and while he opened the scriptures to us? This is the word of God. In the name of our risen Lord Jesus, who said, You shall see me again, and your heart shall rejoice. Dear friends in Christ, a couple of years ago I heard the story of a group of ILC students one Saturday afternoon who decided to walk to Messiah Lutheran Church for the Saturday evening worship service all the way from here. It's about, it's a long journey, it's about between six and seven miles, roughly the same distance coincidentally as the distance between Jerusalem and Emmaus, where those two disciples were walking. I'm sure the students must have had a lot to talk about, and they probably knew each other a lot better once they got back from that 14-mile round trip to church. You might have noticed that when you have a long journey to make, it's a lot easier if you have a companion to accompany you along the path and to talk to. We all have a journey lying ahead of us, and much of it is completely unknown to us. Many of you will be graduating from this institution in another less than two weeks, and your path may seem to you particularly fraught with uncertainty, but it need not be so. The path that lies ahead of you also features a perfect companion. That companion is the risen Lord Jesus Christ. The two disciples, as they walked, had been sullen and depressed. Their hearts were broken by disappointment. They had expected such great things of their master, Jesus. When a new companion joined them along the path, they explained to him, Jesus of Nazareth was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. But the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. You might have noticed that some of the saddest words in our language begin with the letter D. Disappointment, disillusionment, depression, despair, defeat, doubt, even death. And you can hear all those in the voices of those two travelers. Their hearts had been broken. But they had the perfect companion to help them with that problem, and so do we. Because we too, of course, face disappointments and hardships in life. 
when relationships we thought were solid suddenly fall apart, when we've made mistakes in our life and have to live with the consequences, when we're standing at the graveside of someone we loved, and especially when our own sins rise up to torment us and we begin to wonder whether we could even be Christians at all. At times like that, we turn and see that we have a companion for the path. The risen Lord Jesus Christ is with us every step of the way, hearing our confession of sin and granting his pardon, sharing our sorrows, and yes, healing our broken hearts. Jesus' two disciples, you recall, extended an invitation to him. Abide with us, the day is waning, they said. Jesus accepted their invitation and sat down to a meal with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road, and while he opened scriptures to us? Back in the days of the first Gulf War, a woman named Ruth Zillow of Chanute, Kansas, had a rather shattering experience. She was contacted one day by the Department of Defense, which told her that her son, PFC Clayton Carpenter, had stepped on a landmine and been killed. Any parent can imagine the misery. Then, three days later, she received a phone call. Mom, it's me. It's Clayton. I'm alive. Turns out the notification had been a monumental mistake. The news was so wonderful that she really couldn't believe it at first. In fact, she kept asking her son personal questions, the answers to which only he would know. Uh, And even then, it was hard for her to believe that he was truly alive. Finally, she was convinced, and she said, I laughed, I cried, I felt like turning cartwheels because my son, who I thought was dead, was actually alive. Her broken heart was transformed into a heart full of relief and love and joy. That's what the Lord Jesus did for those two Emmaus disciples. And he's done the very same thing for you. The glorious resurrection gospel heartens you as well. He turns our broken hearts into hearts brimming with love and joy. On Good Friday, the message went out, Jesus is dead and our sins killed him. But three days later comes the joyous, the astounding good news, Jesus is alive and lives forevermore. Paul says, Christ having been raised from the dead dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. And the apostle goes on, Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What great joy those Emmaus disciples experienced. And it affected them. They couldn't sit still. They felt like they had to get the joyous news out. So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem 
and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. What great joy was theirs. What great joy is ours. I read a poem written by a pastor, a haiku poem, if you're familiar with those. It described the scene there at that table in Emmaus as Jesus blessed and broke the bread. I thought it was kind of silly the first time I read it, but it sort of grew on me after I thought about it for a while. The poem is this, bread broken slowly, what is shattered knits wholeness. Recognize him now? How about you? You recognize Jesus now? Do you recognize your risen Lord Jesus Christ? Have your eyes been opened? Do you see the solution for every difficulty that can possibly face you along the path of life in that risen Lord Jesus? Especially one who has answered the deepest need of your soul, the need for forgiveness and everlasting life. I pray you do recognize him. And if you do, you will find your confidence is not misplaced, for Jesus is indeed the perfect partner for your path ahead. Amen. We conclude this morning with stanza one of hymn 410.